What's up, guys? Clintus here, back with another episode of Riffing with Clintus, episode 35. And I am joined by my good friend, Mind of Snaps, aka She Snaps, aka Jesse. What's up? <laughs> that was a really great like ending, the Jesse. <laughs> well, I, as soon as I see, as soon as I hear that, I'm like, I want to say like, the, I want to like sing the song, right? Jesse's good, but you're Jesse. Uh, you're not Jesse's girl. You're Jesse. You are Jesse. Yeah, I am the Jesse. Yes. How you been? Um, I'm, I'm good, man. That was a great intro. And I especially liked your focus face as you were setting everything up. I was like, damn, look at that man work. Look at him go. He's locked in laser focus. Trying to nail it. First try. Nailed it. Nailed it. You know, that actually reminds me when we were at lunch with uh, with Kate and Jay Sniperton and you like like Kate is in the middle of like a very casual conversation with us talking about something and you pull out the camera and point it in his direction. And he immediately was like, what's up, guys? And like, just jumped into it. I was like, oh, damn, there was a change in the weather. Everything just, what the fuck? And then as soon as it was over, he just returned back. Yeah. Like, All yeah. right, Cade, y'all are pros. Oh, yeah. Kate and I, long time. We've, been, we've gone back a long time. He, he, we both, I mean, we're both vloggers. He, he daily vlogged for almost as long as I had. Um, and we both kind of stepped away from, quote unquote, daily around the same time as well. Uh, for different reasons but yeah he's 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 been doing it just as long as i have so yeah as soon as that camera whips out it's just a quick like turn of a knob <laughs> easily man i was not prepared for how much of a trip vlogging is compared to live streaming live streaming is challenging like some people are really freaked out by the idea of going live i love that i'm like throw it all at me i'm ready but you put me on a camera and give me like time and and the ability to like deliberate i'm gonna fuck it up it's weird, you know. It's funny. I I I had uh, M Tash on uh, on the podcast last week, and uh, it was something we talked about. Um, that like you know, because he's he's like first he's a YouTuber, then he's a streamer, and he's been doing yeah. a lot more streams, and he's really enjoying it. But he said numerous times, like on Twitter publicly, and and you know, in various places where you know he can only do it for so many hours, and then he feels like he's like drained, right? He's physically, yep. mentally drained. And Mr. Fruit said the same thing. You know, he everyone's always like telling him he should stream more, stream more. And he's more of a, I need to be behind the camera, behind mm -hmm. a mic and do it my own at my own pace. And if I mess, this is make, so taxing. Yeah. If I make a mistake, I can stop. I can edit and, and kind of make make the story as I want to. And, you know, I've been vlogging for over 10 years. And so while it's very natural to me to pull out a camera, just start talking to it like I'm talking to you right now, I definitely have found a calling with live streaming. Um, it's so great. I right? love I love I love the constant interaction and the constant conversation. Um, mm -hmm. I started vlogging, you know, before I vlogged, I blogged, right? I had a blog and, you know, the comment section was always my favorite part. It's like, I didn't care mm -hmm. about the likes. I didn't care about the views. I didn't care about the, the stars. You want the conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. And so when I found other ways of having conversations online, whether it was Twitter or Facebook or, you know, Instagram or whatever, um, even, um, there used to be like a, a couple of mobile streaming apps back in the day. I went, it was like uh, kicker or kick K I K I K yeah. I think. Wait. KIK was for chat. Mm. Did they did they have streaming through there was that? A, there was a live stream one back in the day. I, I forget what it was called. And then there was um, Periscope and Meerkat. And then Twitter mm -hmm. bought Periscope. So that's still like that thing. But now like now you can live stream on everything, right? Instagram, Snapchat, yep. like everything. 
Um, I can live stream on my toaster. Exactly. Right. That's actually pretty scary. The refrigerators nowadays have like those touch screens. That's just. Yes. Next. You call me and like FaceTime pops up on my, on my fridge while I'm pouring my, pouring my coffee. <laughs> so weird. And like they have the ones where they can show you like the digital display of what's in it so that you don't have to like open the fridge. Like that's not. No. <laughs> You can't do that. <laughs> what the fuck, science? Chill it, out a little bit. It is kind of trippy to think about like where we're going. Like uh, I was just listening to a Joe Rogan podcast with Rob Zombie. Um, mm -hmm. Love Rob Zombie, his music, his movies, that sort of thing. But, um, you know, he's he's a child of like the 70s. Right. So him and Joe were talking about like back when they were kids and like they made, made a comment about TV guides, how like kids of this mm -hmm. day and age will never know what a TV guide is. First, there was the guide like actual TV guy magazine that you bought, right? It had all those yep. schedule of shows and then it was in the newspaper. And then now, you know, then we had the guide on our TV, which we still have that today, but now it's like everything's on demand. And so yep. kids just, just go, I feel like watching this click. And they, just, they never had to wait and plan and try and remember to like put a blank v fucking uh, VHS, VHS tape in the recorder <laughs> to get it just in time. Oh my God. Like that. Oh my God. And if it didn't record right or if someone took it and didn't realize that you weren't done with it and they recorded over it, the worst you're trying to watch something great and suddenly it's Murder, She Wrote, which actually that's great too. Uh, the that. worst is like when the tapes got so big that you could like put like three or four hours on it. And, mm -hmm. you know, you'd have it planned where like, okay, at the end of this movie, I'm gonna record this one. And at the end of this movie, <laughs> I'm gonna record this one. And if someone forgot to like, they, they stop the movie in the middle and you actually start recording in the middle of a movie. I remember sometimes I put the, the tape in and start watching a movie and halfway in the middle of the movie, a new one would start. You're like, no! <laughs> <laughs> the worst feeling. I had that with uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, Every man. year I would forget about it too and I'd be excited to watch it. And then I would be like, fuck, I forgot the last like, 20 minutes of it is gone. It's some weird ass show. Oh, I think I think the funniest thing my dad did one time was uh, the tape ran out in the middle of a movie. So he swapped tapes and kept recording it. So you'd have to watch <laughs> half the movie on one tape and then swap tapes to another one. Oh, that was. I mean, that's like how we used to have to play video games. We with right? all the fucking floppy disks, you get like <laughs> like an Encyclopedia Britannica style armful of floppy disks just to get through level one of something. Oh my God. What was your, what of was like your learning first, game? What was your first video game that you can remember? Uh, probably NES, like getting, getting the NES and getting, um, Mario and duck hunt. But if it wasn't that, then it was on the PC when we had some, God, I wish I could remember it. Some like weird mad scientist game that had like 20 fucking discs to it. But I loved that shit. It was a computer game. What, so was it for you? Like for you? So for me, I played. I mean, I had an, an Atari back in the day, and then Nintendo was the first console I got brand new for mm -hmm. Christmas. With my brothers and I. I mean, I played video games pretty much my entire life, but I never considered myself a quote unquote gamer because I didn't like go and and have a, a ton of games and play mm -hmm. every single game, and like I didn't pay attention to gaming news. I just kind of played whatever was you know my friends told me about or whatever. But it wasn't until like I was in college uh, or my my senior year in high school. Um, that I got my first PC and started playing PC games where I actually fell in love with gaming and then mm -hmm. started like all through college playing video games. Was there a moment for you like that where you, oh, I played video games, but then it was like, boom, now I'm a gamer. Um, I mean, that was when I started streaming on Twitch, really, because like I had always been gaming, but like because people gate keep the fuck out of this fun, um, I don't know if I could call myself a gamer the whole time. Like I worked three jobs on average the majority of my life. So I would buy one title a year, usually. Mm. 
and it was generally FPS games. So like I, my my sister and I, when we had our places together, when we were like 21, we were still playing the Nintendo. Like we were we were having Nintendo parties all the time. We were doing speed runs of Contra before I knew that like speed running had a whole community. It was just like, you know, I'm really good at this watch, which was. You know, I'm sure my my speed runs compared to actual speed runs are not quite speedy, but whatever. But we used to play the fuck out of that. It, but then starting on Twitch, suddenly it's like, well, shit, I guess I can play other games? Question mark. Right. What else is there? Yeah. For for me, like I said, I played video games my entire like all through childhood. And, you know, I take gaps of, of like, uh, you know, I, I got in a really big in a BMX scene and then like rollerblading. And I got really into dirt biking. Um, but like I said, my senior year, uh, I told my dad, you know, I said, I want, we need a computer dad. I want a computer. And so he's like, all right, I'll buy you a computer for like kind of as a senior gift, right? Mm-hmm. Graduating high school. But then like two weeks later, uh, there was a car that I wanted and, uh, my friend was selling, it was a smoking good deal, like two, $2,000 for this like muscle car. He totally like decked mm. out. And my dad's like, well, PC or car. And oh. I thought of that really long and hard. Cause I'm like the, all the cars I had driven up until then were like pieces of shit. Uh, either hand-me-downs or like my dad's beater and you know I was like I already have a car technically it may not be mine but I have a car to drive I said I'm gonna go with the PC so I I always think about like what what could have been if I had not gotten that PC because once I got the PC and yeah I was doing stuff for school like I signed up for the free net what was that net zero internet Oh and my God! Remember yeah. that? And uh, wow. and Starcraft All the CDs you'd get in like the mail. Yep. AOL, Try our yeah. internet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. And so Starcraft was my first like PC game. And, you know, I played that. I only got one month of summer and then I started college like in summer because um, my the school I went to was year round. And uh, then once I started college, I found Counter-Strike and I started playing Counter-Strike. And that was that kind of re like reaffirmed my love for FPSs because I played like GoldenEye and a couple other things yeah. you know, back in the day. Um, Yo, and- no odd jobs, slappers only. I yeah I, I we, we my brothers and I would fight over odd job we'd have to flip coins on odd job because I had two <laughs> we brothers. had a strict no odd job rule like it's just it's just not fair anymore and paintball mode was always the shit oh, paintball yeah, yeah yeah I would uh my 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 the thing that pissed my brothers off the most is I would use the detonating mines I throw mm. I throw them at them and then detonate it in the air <laughs> yes nice that's that's like off. really honing that gamer skill early on being yeah. real creative with it yeah yeah yeah. And then after that, you know, I, I played a bunch of new games as they came out. Tribes 2, Medal of Honor. Uh, never played Call of Duty until well, like on the PlayStation 3, like years later. Mm. Um, and all I did was play Call of Duty. Once I got a PlayStation 3, it was Modern Warfare 2. And then literally every year I just bought the new COD and I I'd yep. just play multiplayer. And that's all I played for a year. Same. That was that was my life. It was basically just like alternating between like Halo Call of Duty, Modern Warfare games, and just playing the fuck out of multiplayer. And then um, I got I got really obsessed with GTA. Mm. And that was like when when Destiny had first dropped. And a friend of mine was harassing me for probably a week or so trying to get me to play the game. And I was like, no, it is. I am trolling and having a great time being a fucking weirdo in GTA. Leave me be. And I was playing like in my basement on like a 55 or 60 inch, like far away, like just total lazy gamer style. I honestly, I had not played on like a monitor ever. I had only played like on big TVs, like in the living room and shit up until that point. So he finally like got me and he was like, listen, it's kind of like Halo. 
I was like, oh, 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 there's a multiplayer. Okay, okay. You have my attention. Show me the people. Show me the things. And I saw the uh, Titan first, and mm. I was like, all right, sold. I'm in. And then I got addicted to Destiny right away. I actually, did not just the PvP stuff, but like did the whole thing. That's what brought me to Twitch. I found Goth stream one day trying to figure out something in Destiny. Oh wow! I yes, um, for me, I had a friend at work that told me about Destiny, and uh, he did the same thing. He's like, it's like Halo. I'm like, well, I never had Xbox, so I never played Halo. Like I played mm -hmm. my I played Halo with my brother when I went to his house, but that was it. Never actually played Halo, and um, I went to GameStop. And I pulled up their like the big thick strategy guide they would sell, and it talked about the characters and the lore and the story and yep. had all the maps and stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. There's PvP. There's there's you know yep. it looks like it looks like a, a futuristic Call of Duty. Cool. So I asked the guy, I'm like, hey, I want to pre-order Destiny Two, and he's like, what well, what platform? And I was like, oh yeah, um, well, I have a play, I have a, I have a PlayStation Three. They have a PlayStation Three. He goes, they do. He goes, but man, they got these new you know new PlayStation Four and. I ended up getting the all-white bundle that came with Destiny. Same. And so that, that was, was my, my thing. That was my first PlayStation since, like, the original. The first one, yeah. Yeah, playing Crash Bandicoot on that bitch. Yeah, so for, like, day one, Destiny comes out. I go pick up my PlayStation, come home, install it, set it up. And right out of the gate, I was mega disappointed because I wanted to go into the Crucible. And you couldn't. You had to go play the story and get to level four. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to play the first, like, three story missions, I think, um, which was cool. But I was just mm -hmm. like, give me the Crucible. And then I got in there and got my ass handed to me. And I'm like, what are these grenades? And I don't have a grenade every time I spawn. And like, there's like, I, you know, you, you put the auto rifle on and you're like, this gun sucks. And this guy's yeah. shooting with a hand cannon. Like, what the, what the fuck is that? Like, oh man, I was just mega bummed right out of the gate. And I want to say uh, when Destiny came out, Ghost was still out. And then they remastered it for PlayStation 4. Mm. And then like a month or two later, Advanced Warfare had come out. So I like... I, that was on my PlayStation 4, and I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to put my PlayStation 3 back on and go back to playing Ghosts for now. Um, and I didn't really fall in love with Destiny until my friends started playing it. Um, I think, um, I'm trying to remember who it was. I know I threw out, like, on Facebook, I was like, hey, anybody playing Destiny? I really, you know, it's got this new game. I kind of like it, but I, need, I feel like I need people to play with. Mm -hmm. And a few people chimed in, and then a friend introduced me to more friends that were playing. And, and then next thing I know, Dark Below had come out. And we're like running Crota and I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Like yeah. that raid experience, you know, five other dudes. Cause it, cause I mean, up until then, you know, you're playing call of duty, you have microphones, you're still playing with five guys and you know, you're all talking shit and, and, and having a good old time on a Friday night. Now we're doing it in a PVE environment. I, th I was like, okay, this is cool. I, now I'm getting this concept yep. of all this. And so that was kind of how my destiny journey kind of started. So you didn't start with destiny one. I did. Yeah. Did I say destiny two? Oh one. yeah, you had me tripping for a second there. Like I thought that you've been playing this oh, for no, longer. No, no. Yeah, day, yeah, day one, day one, Destiny with the white PlayStation Four. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then. Um... Oh yeah, we even said that. Okay, so <laughs> listen, I haven't even sparked this thing yet. This is just aftermath of previous dabs, apparently. Enzo. Doggy, doggy. Yeah, it's all good. Um, yeah, so that was that's kind of how that all started for me. But so I, I wanted to, this is a great transition because I wanted to pivot. So, you know, we met through the Destiny community. Um, I think the first time we actually met each other was maybe at the Destiny 2 reveal. Oh, was yeah. The first time I we actually believe met? that. I would think so. Because I'm trying to think like, I don't know, like Goth's Christmas <sighs> party or no, uh, Guardian Con. I was never around for a Christmas party. I was only at his uh, house parties for maybe like the first Guardian, Guardian Con, Con and Destiny Con. I think the first Guardian Con we met, but we didn't we didn't really know each other. And then it was oh. a full year later, or uh, six months, eight months later at 
the Destiny 2 reveal is when we actually knew each other. And I feel like that's when we actually hung out. I think so. That's what I'm trying to think of is like, I feel like we knew each other, but then we actually got to hang out and it was like, oh, thank God, like another chill human to yeah. just like wander around with at these events. Because the Destiny 2 reveal is when I really got to know uh, Watts and um, uh, Mav and mm -hmm. so many others that, like I had talked to for you know months, if not a year or two, but actually got to get to hang out and get to know on more of a face-to-face -face level. Um, yeah. So gaming is where I know you from, but this last, I don't know, like, like two years, I feel like you've had this big transition on like a lot of things, your content, uh, your image, everything. I'd love to talk about how that like transition came about, if you don't mind. Yeah. I mean, fuck, it still, it still trips me out sometimes. Like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, I forget that I feel good now. <laughs> like I, I spent so long so angry and just kind of like, you know, the old sick and tired of being sick and tired, but it was like sick and tired of being sick and tired and angry and just blah all the time. Because I had been battling um, like depression and anxiety and just a whole mess of shit since I was like a kid, like pretty young. I had my first panic attack when I was like 10 years old. So it was like my whole life pretty much that I was just kind of miserable. And I was raised with a lot of folks who didn't really know how to express their emotions. So they expressed them through anger usually. So that was like what I learned. I learned that we weren't emotional people, but that we had tempers pretty much. And I kind of leaned into that. Um, so it wasn't until like, literally I keep track of this cause it's, it's easy to, um, Last January, when when Alex moved from Phoenix to here, that was when the major shift started to happen for me. I had left a bad relationship um, before we started dating. And in my last relationship, I would wake up in the morning and I never knew who I was going to get. If I was going to get a smile, if I was going to get an attitude, if I was going to get yelled at for some like perceived infraction from the night before like I really never knew what to expect he was pretty aggressive and very emotionally abusive and manipulative like real sketchy shit man I wasn't allowed to have passwords like to my own shit like I couldn't all of my social media accounts my email everything he had access to I wasn't allowed to have a journal like he went through it read all my shit in my journal made like all kinds of unkind comments ripped it up in front of me so like I was locked in a really rough situation for a long time. So in the midst of something like that, it's kind of easy to think like, yeah, I'm not happy, but like, I'm an even keel person. I'm pretty chill, but really I was just tiptoeing. So then after that relationship ends, Alex and I get together. He's just the fucking nicest dude in the world. Um, we dated long distance for a while. And then he moved in last January and he had already introduced me to meditation. I was kind of starting to take a liking to that. Like, damn, this is interesting. But then I realized that the roles had switched. And now Alex was waking up in the morning and he didn't know who he was going to get. He would walk out into the kitchen and he wasn't sure if he was going to see me smiling and happy, like making him coffee, pumped to see him. Or if I was going to be slamming cabinets around and like, you know, just doing that angry <laughs> like noise that people do when they're all angry about stupid shit. Because like I, I just was simmering all the time. I was angry and I was miserable and everything sucked, basically. And I realized that I was putting him in the position that I was like, I would see him wake up and like 
kind of tiptoe around me and like he he knew that he needed to stay away and let me like sort my shit out i was like fuck man you don't you don't deserve to live like that that's terrible i know how that feels and that shit sucks mm. so that was when i was just like committed like before i was just like after my suicide attempt when i was younger i i had committed to staying in this world but i didn't commit to enjoying it I was like, fuck it, I'll do it for you guys. Like, I'll stick around, but I'm not going to have fun here, pretty much. And then after Alex moved in and I realized that, like, I really cared about him and I wanted him to be able to feel good in his own home. I was like, fuck, I got to change this. Something's got to be different. So that's when I just went full send balls to the wall. Like, what can I do for myself? How can I learn how to, like, manage my anxiety? How can I learn to manage my emotions, my, my anger, everything? And it's been literally like a year and almost 10 months now of just kind of constant research and work on like how our brains work, how I can make myself feel better and have it be like a lasting change. And that was what caused all of the shift in my channel because I was like, fuck, this doesn't represent me anymore. So where did you um, where did you start getting like, I don't know, the knowledge or like what what put you on the path to start like researching this stuff and like learning all about it um it was just it was it was like one of those moments where you're just like duh why haven't i thought of that i've always been like very industrious i like work i i if whatever job i have if if i hate it or not like i'm gonna work my ass off i'm gonna do my best at that job so whenever i was stumped in business i would just go to the internet how do i do this I never fucking thought to do that for myself. Like it, it never occurred to me until that one day where I was like, shit, he doesn't deserve this. I need to figure out my shit. I thought I was even keel. I thought I was the well-balanced one, but like I just kicked a hole in my wall a couple of days ago and punched two more holes in it. Now I have all these drywall expenses to deal with. Like I, I keep an extra controller on my desk to smash into things when I'm angry so that I don't break the things I like. I don't think that's healthy. I have a bruise on my thigh from punching my leg so many times when I'm gaming, when I fuck shit up over a game, you know? So it was just like, okay, let's just fucking Google it. And I just started Googling. I don't remember where I started, um, but like meditation was the first thing that really helped. And then at some point I stumbled upon the book, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, which is a really fucking great book. And it's, it's one of those awesome books that's just super common sense based, but with like science. So it's like, you know how you feel like this is probably the right thing to do. Well, it is. And here's all the research that backs it. And he had this kind of routine plan. He calls it the savers. It's the things that you're supposed to do every day. And I was like, I can do all of this. This seems very reasonable. Let's give it a shot. So we kind of like did an overhaul of our routine and we started getting up earlier and we started meditating and doing affirmations and journaling, reading, writing and exercising every morning together. So, and go ahead. Yeah. So something I was going to ask, I asked you this, I think, um, I think it actually was in your chat room. I was like, you know, uh, meditation is something obviously been talked about for years. I, a lot of friends talk about it. But I never, and, and this is on me, obviously, I've never like actually like Googled into it other than like, mm -hmm. but like, what is the, like, what constitutes as meditation? 
because in my mind, you know, the, the stigma is like the, of the guy sitting there with his legs crossed and like eyes closed, <laughs> you know, like, home. like, but yep. like, but re, and the reality is like, what's, what constitutes this meditation versus like just sitting in a, a, a quiet room by yourself? Like, is there a trigger to it or is that literally what it is? And it's just your mindset. It's, it's definitely intention. Like there's, there's some, some basic, like there's lots of different types of meditation. We'll throw that out there first. The type that I always talk about and like advocate for type that I know the most about is considered mindfulness meditation. So the idea is you basically just choose to place your focus somewhere and do your best to hold it there. And for a lot of people, they choose their breath. They choose a noise trigger, like if there's white noise playing or maybe a mantra, um, something like just this breath. Or for me, I would do breathe in as I'm breathing in and breathe out as I breathe out. And it's like a game. You see how many times you can stick to that breathe in, breathe out, or to the focus of the feeling of the breath in your chest, whatever your touch point is, you do your best to stay there. And the cool thing is that when you choose that, the conscious you has made a choice. This is my focus. And as you're maintaining that focus, your brain doesn't stop. And it's very eye-opening for a lot of people. And it was for me to like suddenly realize like, wait a minute, I'm not doing this. These aren't my thoughts. These are just thoughts. So it gives you this beautiful separation between yourself and your thoughts where you can look at them and decide whether you want them or not. Because really our thoughts are kind of just like random firings. It's shit we've collected throughout our lives, throughout the day, paired with our own perception and, you know, kind of how we, how we adapted to different environments and everything. But like, you've probably had thoughts before, where if you were to say them out loud to a person, they'd be like, you are a serial killer, right? You have those random one-off thoughts that are like, you should punch that dude in the face or whatever. Sure. And if we believed that all of those were representative of the people we were, we'd be in bad shape. And the problem is, is a lot of people do that. They associate themselves and their identity with their thoughts and they're very separate things. I believe your identity is something you have a choice in. You can choose who you want to be and you can choose whether you want to associate with those thoughts or not. Well, I think that's the biggest thing is I don't, I, have, I mean, I have a wild imagination. I'm always doing all kinds of what if scenarios in my head and like I go deep into like these like almost like daydreams. Yeah. But when it comes to like flipping it around and inverting it on myself, I don't think I ever really do that. Um, I'm too, th I'm always thinking about like work, right? Like, my channels and like mm -hmm. uh content and then try to take a moment to like watch someone else's content to try and like uh bounce off ideas off myself like oh okay why am i like why, why is this work for this person i don't really do so much about on myself as a person so i think that's man probably the, the shit the shit that it'll do for you because you're already like super fucking creative right so when you when you think about it right the the stat i heard on this is we're taking in a million bits of information per second all day, all fucking day. And we're actively processing only about 40 of those. The rest of it isn't just going away, right? It's kind of just rattling around in there. And for so many of us, we go from like device to device to device, input, input, input. We're going to read a book. Now we're having conversations. Now we're out in the world. <clears throat> you know, you're collecting the sensory data. You're collecting from your experiences, conversations, words, all of that. <clears throat> and then we don't stop until we decide to go and lay down and go to sleep. And that's when our brains are like, bam, all right, thank you for giving me this break. 
Now I can go through all this information you've given me. I'm going to decide what's important by kind of consulting you. Do we save this for long-term memory or do we let it go? I'm going to go through all of this information and see if we can cross some things over and find some new ideas in this shit. I'm going to go through this and sort it, you know, so that you can let it go. So that racing mind is often something that people think is just a part of life. But when you stop running away with the thoughts and you address them kind of before you have thoughts about the thoughts about the thoughts, you can decide if it's something you want to deal with or not in that moment. And like giving your brain that processing time allows you to be so creative, allows you to draw on all of the knowledge that you've gotten from your whole life, from that day, from everything. It's, it's when your brain is going to do its best work. So meditation is letting everything go. And then generally after my meditation, I go into what uh, Tom Bilyeu, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He has this YouTube series called Impact Theory. Really interesting stuff, like inspiring, motivational, informational, all that kind of shit. Um, but he calls it thinkitating. And it's basically after I meditate and my, my focus is to not run away with my thoughts at all, but just to focus on my breath. After that, I grab my notebooks and I just sit. I have peaceful music playing. Lo-fi would be the most active like kind of music I would have. Otherwise, it's like real ambient kind of stuff. And I just sit and space out and I let my brain do what it wants to do. If I catch it going somewhere that isn't helpful at all, then I'll stop it and I'll redirect it somewhere. I'll just sometimes it's an audible no. Sometimes it's just the mental process of no. Think about YouTube. Think about Twitch. Think about your relationship with this person or whatever. You know, you kind of refocus it. And then it's like, okay, that's the problem we're solving right now. Got it. So like having that time of letting everything go and then seeing what surfaces after you get some really cool insights on yourself on your business like just try it and you'll be so shocked by the thoughts that you have honestly like the ones that you have once you've let go of the ones that didn't have anything to do with you yeah that so for for now um i, I go for walks every morning um, mm -hmm. I, I've slowly adjusted my sleep schedule. Um, I started wearing these, uh, these blue light, um, filtering glasses nice. from gamer advantage. And, yeah. um, I, I did a charity event back in like March and they were the, the main sponsors. So they gave all the, like the streamers that were there a pair to try out. And I brought them back home. And I started wearing them just to kind of try them out. Cause like the science behind them, like made a lot of sense, right? Blocking yeah. the blue light. I'm staring at monitors all day. And I shit you not, I feel like after the first week, I started to like find myself getting tired at night. Whereas mm -hmm. I've always been a night owl. I'm the type of person that like, yep. I'll stay up till I'm like falling asleep. And then I want to sleep until I wake up. Right. Like well, I'm, that's kind mm -hmm. of my schedule. But I, I found myself because my wife's a not, she's the exact opposite. She goes to bed at like at eight, nine PM. She's up at like six and seven, like naturally. Um, yeah. But she also needs more sleep than me. So if she stays up later, then she really sleeps in. Um, mm -hmm. And I found myself like falling asleep, like getting tired and not really feeling like, not, I don't want to say like I wasn't motivated, but I was like, I was feeling tired at like normal yeah. times. And uh, fast forward to today, I've been wearing them pretty much, you know, since then. And like now I find some nights where I'm going to bed with her, which yeah. we've never gone to bed together because it just, <laughs> we just, we're on different sleep schedules. And now I'm waking up before her. I'm, I'm getting, I have an alarm set at 6 a.m., but almost every morning I'm waking up before six. And I just, I get out of bed, I come downstairs, I grab my AirPods and I walk out the door and I go for a walk. And it goes, and I have a route, so it's about three miles of just the loop of my neighborhood. Um, but now I'm starting to extend it. And, and that's kind of my time to like think. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll listen to podcasts and, and sometimes it'll be a comedy podcast. Sometimes it's a destiny podcast. Sometimes it's, it's something more like, um, like a Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, something like business yeah. orientated and stuff. In fact, I just, I actually completely forgot that you did a podcast and I just subscribed to yours. So I downloaded like the, the most recent, recent episodes of that. Um, just cause I'm like, I'm looking for more audio and that I'm going for my walks more regularly. I'm, I'm needing more content to consume and I have more options now. Whereas before I, I was like three destiny podcasts and one comedy and that was it. And I would, wasn't consistent enough to like keep up with them. Yeah. So now I'm like feeling like I'm, I'm consuming more content and, uh, and I feel like that's my time right now where I, sometimes I'm listening and I'm like really listening to the podcast and sometimes it's like almost like white noise and I'm mm-hmm. really deep into the thought. And today, this morning I went for a really long walk, almost, almost six miles because I lost, like, I, I, at one point I was, I stopped and I was like, I don't even know where I'm at. Like I was so deep into a thought of something. That's a good feeling. Yeah. And so like, I mean, it took me a minute to get my bearings. I'm like, okay, well, I know the, the road's this way. So if I just walk this way, I'll run, I'll run into the road. But, um, yeah, so I, I guess I needed to, I need to try that more like at some point and just, cause I feel like I've always have something to do and that's my yep. problem is that I don't want to just be sitting around, but there is so much power in that though that's that's the thing that shocked me and my man too like he's kind of a fidgety guy if he's not meditating but you you notice this really nice feeling in yourself after the regular practice of like meditation where you're kind of letting things go and choosing to say like body i know you want to itch my nose right now i know you want to get up i know you think my back is aching and you need to stretch but i choose for you to be still be still it is such an empowering feeling because like until you're a little bit away from your impulses, it's like you don't realize how much they're tugging at you. The first time you sit still for a one minute meditation, even it's almost excruciating at first, how much you want to move and think and do things and engage with your thoughts. But as you build that practice over like a consistent period of time, you find that you're so comfortable just sitting. Because you're like, this, this is nice. This, this gets me to my best self, to where I can be in flow, to where I can really like connect and just like be my best self. You know, it's, it's so freeing and empowering all in one. Yeah, I, I, can, I can see that. Because I, I, again, I think in the last month or two, my, like I said, my evenings have been a lot more chill. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't watch a lot of TV. I have like maybe three shows that get recorded on my DVR. And when I get around to it, like when I'm like on a Sunday, I'm kind of like burned out for the week. I'm like, I'm gonna hit the couch and I'll just binge watch like three episodes of whatever's on the DVR. And then like I go like three weeks without doing it again. And so then I, binge, yep. you know, every, every like third Sunday, I'm like, all right, let's watch some TV. Um, but like, like recently I've sat down and like caught up on a couple movies, right? Like I'll pull up, you know, the Apple TV and be like, all right, what's for rent? What have a nice scene, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And it's been kind of like a nice, like. I don't, know, I don't want to say escape, but like, it's been a night. Like it's like, it's those little moments of like, Oh, I'm, I'm kind of being like a normal person, you know? Cause mm-hmm. I, I've been a full-time content creator now. It'll be five years this December. And mm. uh, my wife quit her job about eight months after I did. And so I'm like the sole provider. And so I'm, and because everything I do, everything I do is my content. My content yep. always been about my life. And so whether it's an Instagram post or, a, uh, you know, even just a, tw- a tweet can have, uh, have a lot of power. Um, and now I do the podcast I, and there's all these things. And so I'm constantly like feeling like if I'm not doing a, then I should be doing B and if I already did B for the day, then I should be doing C. And so for me just to sit on the couch and watch a movie, sometimes I, it feels weird. If like, I feel guilty, 
you know? Yeah. And it's silly. It's kind of the same sensation you get when you first sit down to meditate. You're like, I don't have time for this. I need to be doing. Right. I've, I've been doing the like work from home entrepreneurial thing for so many years now. I had the same thing. Like, no, this time, if I'm not like doing something for the house, why am I not working? Why am I not thinking of new ways to work? Why am I not finding new ways to learn about working more, you know? But man, the ideas that I've had, Enzo, you rude boy. <laughs> the ideas that I've had since starting to actually set that time aside and say, like, I choose this. I am allowed five fucking minutes to just sit still. And now I'm up to like 15 minutes, usually twice a day. Some days when I'm really like, oh, I just, I just want this time for myself. I'll wind up meditating like a half an hour in the morning and a half an hour at night. And it's just, it's wild what you can let go of that you didn't even know you were hanging on to. And you, you honestly like feel it in your body even, you know, you feel that tension in your shoulders sometimes. It's so nice to let go of that and know like what each piece of it was. Like, oh, this was my fears about this, this over here. This was me stressing out about house stuff that like, who the fuck cares? This is me getting upset because I feel there's a zit coming in on my chin. Like, you know, all those little things that you're not actively thinking about, but they're just like clenching your shit up. Do you have um, a do you have a like a space that you always meditate on at or like or do you meditate kind of wherever? Kind of wherever. Like that was actually the biggest thing that helped me to let go of my anger because I, I made a lot of progress with anxiety and depression before anger. I really, I really thought, especially because of like my upbringing and how long I had been an angry person for, I thought that was just me. Like that was a part of me. I'm an angry person. I'll always be angry. I'll just learn to manage it better kind of stuff. Um, but being able to say like, this is a great tool for me to be using consistently every day. And I can use it in the moment when I'm feeling a little bit agitated or stressed. I can choose not to let my body get to the point where it like hurts. It's so tight. I can just go anywhere and sit and focus on my breathing for a second. I can stand still in place. And while I'm doing the dishes, just take a second and focus on my breathing. And it's just your seconds can make a big difference in your life when you know how to use them. Yeah, I've I've uh, I mean, speaking of transitions, like the last year I, and I'd say the last two years, but really the like 2018 into 2019 was a big transitional year for me. Um, like 2016 was my best year ever with YouTube. And like, I, I had a phenomenal year and I thought like, okay, this is it. This is like the, mm -hmm. the, the rocket ship has left the, left the atmosphere. We're in, we're heading to, we're heading to Mars. Right. I've used this God. analogy. I've used this analogy before where like, you know, I, I've, I've years of planning and, and working hard and to the moment of like, okay, I quit my job that that's yep. the rocket taking off. Right. Like we're full time. And then like the goal is to get to Mars and Mars being like, I've, you know, I can start another business or I can kind yeah. of like, what, like Ben and Corey and Kevin do like with Kings Coast yes. and Rare Drop and all that stuff. Right. Like that's the goal. And I always say how like I got blasted through the atmosphere and then I ran out of fuel and now I'm like free, <laughs> free floating into space. Right. Like I didn't make it to uh -oh. Mars, but I'm Fuck, still, I can I'm, relate to that so hard. <laughs> I'm still in space. Right. Like I'm, I can say that I am like one of the few people that have made it to space AKA yeah. I'm a full-time content creator. I pay my bills, Yo, same. <laughs> you know? And so like now I'm like, I'm trying to re-figure out what's next. Like I'm not making it to Mars, right? So then where, what's like, you know, what's another obtainable goal? And I, I diversified in 2017, I moved to Twitch um, so that not all my eggs were in one basket with YouTube. Um, and then last year I started the podcast and I've got a couple of different partners and sponsors and like long-term relationships. And so 
I've completely diversified myself towards I don't have I have a fail safe now on multiple yep. angles, but I'm still feeling like I almost feel like I'm I started over right. Uh, and even though I didn't start at zero, I still feel like I started over with Twitch and yeah. and with so many other things. Um, and it's one of those things where there was a time that you know once upon a time comments bothered me right, and then I got over that real quick because like okay yep. whatever comments or whatever. But then like for a while uh, the I'd, I'd hear something or I'd read something and then my, my imagination would take over and be like, what is maybe, maybe they have a point or, you know, maybe wh where is my, where do I throw in the towel? Like all these like, questions yeah. would come up. Right. But then like, I, I, as, as quickly as those, those feelings came, I flipped on them and was like, no, because no matter what, no matter what, I'm still in a way better position than I was or yeah. in a better position that I could be um, on multiple fronts. And even though like my one YouTube channel is not where it used to be and it'll never be back where it was, all of the things that I have done to get to that point has got me to where I'm at now. Yeah. And it's so remarkable. And then at the end of the day, what, what, I, what really I came to terms with was actually something that Gary Vaynerchuk said uh, about a year ago, because I remember it like very vividly. It's like the dream is to wake up every morning loving what you do with and 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 being able to pay your bills right? yeah like i don't need to be rich i don't need to be making x amount of dollars as long as i'm able to do what i love every day with no regrets and pay my bills and without any like yeah. um like uh like sacrifice right i'm not like whatever and that's what i'm doing so with that that frame of mind i'm like nope i'm good i'm you know living a dream job i have a dream mm-hmm Man, you already you already have such a wonderful and positive attitude, which is one of the reasons I always liked hanging out with you, because like if we don't like get into a little group and then immediately you're like, man, did you see this fucking guy over here? You know, it's never been your vibe. And like in terms of this, like position you're in right now where you could go in so many different directions. I cannot like say enough how much your introspection is going to be really valuable here. Like the silence and stillness, because it's great. Like you've taken in a ton of information. The podcasts can be so nice and motivating and inspirational, but you know, knowledge turns into wisdom through the execution and your brain will figure out how to execute perfectly. You have so much fucking knowledge in this industry and in this business and on yourself. You already have like an attitude of gratitude, which some people struggle to get to in the first place. You're taking your walks. You got the good morning schedule now. Throw in as many mindful behaviors as you can and just watch your days like change in such a positive way. Watch your brain like really go to work for you. It's it's such a crazy thing. I, I could not have expected it. Well, and you do uh, you do you do yoga mornings now, right? Like you, mm -hmm. you do a live stream. How long have you been doing that? This is the second month of us doing that. Okay. Well, month-ish, because it's we. I had a couple days off in one of the last weeks. There was like family stuff and other things going on, but it's been pretty consistent for um, almost two months now. And we're just doing um, Adrian, who you know I talked to Kate about. We're doing the yoga with Adrian videos mm -hmm. on stream, so it's just very no pressure. Like, look, I'm bad at this too. Let's. Let's just move our bodies because we play enough video games. We got to actually like move to. Were you doing yoga before or did you start this like with stream? I did it like 
through videos and I went to maybe like three or four in-person classes. Um, I just, it's one of those things that like, you know, like probably with you and content creation, like when you tried it, you're like, Ooh, me likey. <laughs> I will do this forever. Even if it's only every so often, like I really enjoy this. That's how I felt about yoga when I first tried it. Like I need to make more time for this. Gotcha. And then I did. Yeah. I, I always, I've always struggled with like working out and, and exercising, um, because I, I am, I am uh, lucky to to have good genes. Um, I'm a, I'm a thin my my bone structure. I'm a, I'm a thin guy, right? Like I don't yeah. hold a lot of weight. Though right now I am the pudgiest that I had ever been. I'm totally mm -hmm. rocking that dad bod, but I haven't gained any weight. Like I'm still the same weight that I've been for the last I don't know 15 years. I just ah, have, they call that skinny fat. Yeah, exactly. I totally am skinny fat, and and <laughs> it's it's one of those things where um, I think that's why maybe because I you know, I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like yeah I could you know I could definitely like trim this up here and. And mm -hmm. all I would have to do is just work out a little bit, right? Like I go for these walks, <laughs> I'm hitting my move goal on my Apple watch, but I feel like if I just did a little bit of weight training, not a lot, just a little, I would definitely be in a, the perfect place for myself. And it's mm -hmm. just a matter of, of like that routine. And I'm very yep. much a routine person. If I, if I can get into a routine, then I can stick with something forever indefinitely. But the moment that routine is broken, it's really hard for me to get back into that routine. Cause I almost find mm -hmm. an, another routine. Um, I remember years ago I did P90X. I got somebody gave me the discs and I really went in balls to the wall and uh, I did it for six weeks straight and I actually was seeing results. I was getting compliments like, you know, my, <laughs> I had people like my family was like, whoa, Clint, like you've been working out, like grabbing my, my pecs <laughs> and stuff like, wow, you're looking good, bud. The way that family does. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and then I went on a trip with my father-in-law. I helped him move his mom across the country. And so I was gone for like four days, I think um driving across country and then we spent some time in Missouri and then we flew back home and those four days were enough to disrupt my thing that when I got back home I tried to get back into it and, and was doing the workouts and it fell short and then I just I stopped doing it it was that mm. quick for me to lose that routine after six weeks and same thing with the gym like I'll, I'll sign up for the gym I'll go for like a week or two straight and then like something comes up like oh I can't go to the gym today or tomorrow and then pfft, the routine's lost and I lose it again and I feel like like I I'm doing my walks like I used to do my vlogs. I would wake up an hour earlier than normal for work to edit the vlog. And so the mm -hmm. first thing out of the day, when I wake up crusty eyes, I wouldn't even like make coffee or anything. I would literally go in the dark, turn my computer on, edit in the dark, and then go get in the shower and get ready for work like normal. And I did that for every day for about three years um, before I quit my job. And so like, that was the only way I could stick with it is because it was the first thing I did of the day. Wow. Now with my walks, I'm doing the same thing. I wake up in the morning, Crusties out of my eyes, AirPods, keys, I'm out the door walking. And um, now that I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm walking more and more, I'm ready to start running, right? Because I want mm. I still want to keep, I don't want to be gone. Like today I was almost gone for two hours because I was just, I walked forever. And while I was great catching my podcasts, uh, that was a lot of time, again, wasted. Um, so I feel like if I start running, now I'm getting the same amount of calories burned, if not more, but in a shorter amount of time. I still be able to listen to my podcast. So it's like I'm trying to find that balance, you know? Yeah. Again, I feel it's that routine. I think a routine is the biggest key. That's why I liked that book. The one that kind of got me on my good routine because it, it prioritized things that are obviously vital, like exercise, but it also had like a really good justification for all the other exercises in there, like the meditation, the affirmations, visualization, the journaling, and then reading. And you're kind of tackling reading with podcasts. 
Though I would say that I think that there is a value in consolidated information on a single topic, you know, like it's great to get an hour of something or to kind of nerd out and like listen to every podcast you can on a certain subject. But the comprehensive knowledge and understanding you can get on that from reading like an actual book, I think is is hard to match, you know. Yeah, my, so, my like, buddy Chuck talks about that all the time about reading, physically yeah. reading books. Because I don't or audible. Well, yeah, I do audiobooks. Um, like I said, I listen to podcasts a lot. Um, and he's and he and there's something to be said about reading actual words because then it helps with like your cognitive like reading mm-hmm. skills. Because I'm always I suck at reading words in chat. Like I'm constantly me- messing shit up. And mm. there's so many clips of people like, you know, I'm trying to say someone's name or read a word. <laughs> and like the, the, there's clips of all kinds of words I've tried to say. And it's like, oh, that word. Oh, like <laughs> as soon as someone says it, I'm like, oh, that's what that is. OK. But otherwise, I'm like, uh, like there were, what was it? There was one. The first one that was like went viral was scholar scholarly. I think was the word. And I was like, slawlery, scholar, slawler. I couldn't say the right word. And everyone's like, oh my God. And then there was another one. Um, it was a TH word. I can't remember off the top of my head now what it was, but I was like, I was actually getting triggered because I'm like, what word is that? Like, why are you guys laughing? What the fuck word is that? And somebody actually jumped into Discord and they're like, dude, it's this. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, I was so, it was almost like embarrassing. Like, I, like, yeah. And now my joke is I have a college degree, but I don't know how to read. <laughs> I mean, all the more reason to make that a part of your regular habit. Yeah. And that's that's what I liked about the book is it's so, so like attainable. It's not asking you to like change your whole life around in order to do all of these things. It's like dedicate anywhere between five and 15 minutes to each of these things every day. Just make sure you're doing them, whether you do them in the morning, the afternoon, the evening. These particular things are super important in your life for various reasons. Reading being one of them. Like I try to make sure I read for at least 15 minutes every day, even if it's audible. Cause like I, I love sitting with a book, but sometimes I know that my brain is going to have a hard time enjoying it because it wants me to be doing the dishes or whatever else. Yeah. That's, that's the thing too, is, is uh, that multitasking. Like I go for mm-hmm. my walks, I'm doing exercise while I'm listening to a book or listening to something. And so it's almost like that, that word you, if you read something, you're hundred percent focused on the words yeah. and you retain it better. So I think that's why, like I said, my buddy Chuck is, is a big reader and he's recently talked about like, um, you know, having a library of, of books and stuff like that. And he's constantly talking about like, I just got done reading this great article, learning this and this about it. And he's constantly talking about like learning things and, mm-hmm. uh, you never stop learning. And I, I sometimes like he, he tells me all this stuff and I'm like, ah, I suck at all that stuff. Like. I'm so much of an impulsive person where it's like, I love watching movies. I love watching, like, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I love a good story, right? So it's like watching something unravel. I like TV shows that have like an overall star story arc. So I, you watch like four episodes and it's like this one big story. Um, so that's kind of more like, I fit into the mold of people that he doesn't really like. And I always say, like, <laughs> I don't know why he doesn't, why we're still friends. Cause I, I know I frustrate the shit out of him. <laughs> I think I think what the problem is, and I, I deal with this with people in my community all the time, is we've got to get over expecting to like everything that's good for us. You know, like at some point you've got to say, like, is this a skill that's worth picking up? And if so, we're talking like 15 minutes of your day. You're telling me you're not strong enough to sit down and read a book for 15 minutes or 10 minutes a day or 15 pages, whatever goal you set for yourself. 
But like the stories we tell ourselves matter. So if you just keep telling yourself over and over, I'm impulsive, I can't do that. Yeah, you're definitely not gonna. That's going to be something that your friend will be frustrated with you about forever. Yeah, but well, just and he's, time. he's worked. I mean, he's worked on me like uh, he, he basically built my website for me. And um, and so we use a, a Trello board. And like, he'll mm -hmm. put like, he'll put like, you know, pins on like, Hey, these are the things we need to work on. And he like labels it all. And he taught me how to like move shit around. And then like, he shot, he showed me how to actually how to like make suggestions on the website and he gets like a ticket and like, he's very analytical. Like he's a robot. Like it's a joke that he's like a robot. And, and so like, I have to like treat it as such, like he must have this to do this. And, mm -hmm. and so I'm like getting into that rhythm of like working with him. Um, because he does so much for me. And so it's like, whatever can make his life easier, make it, you know, his job easier. Um, I always say how, if I, if I ever like came into some money, like I'd hire him full time. It's just like to be like my guy for everything, you know, yep. cause he does so much already. And it's like, I wish I could give him something. <laughs> God, I wish I could have that person as right? well. Right? Exactly. <laughs> God, the things I could create if I just had the bankroll behind it. Right. Like well, the story of my life. That's the thing. Like a lot of people don't realize that when content creators get to a certain level, they're no longer editing their videos or they're no longer like, you know, writing things. And, you know, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk is very transparent. Now he's got team Gary V where it's yeah. like, he's got 15, 20 people with him at all times. He just throws something out into a, a conference room and, and three, they do it. Yeah. Well, and three, four people grab it and they do it. Like I'm in charge of Instagram. I'm in charge of LinkedIn. Yeah. I'm in charge. Of, and it's like one of these things, like even like some of our friends, you know, they have editors and they have people that like, while they're live, grabbing clips and grabbing videos and making a YouTube video and getting the YouTube video yep. up while they're still streaming and shit like that. And it's like, damn. Yup. I don't have the money for that shit. <laughs> I know how much that shit costs and I am not there yet. That's like my mortgage payment, yo. Right. Right. Like I, I tell people all the time when they talk about content creation, like, listen, you have to have the right attitude going into this. If you want to do this full time, because the odds of you getting to the point where you're that guy that's like posting the pictures of the big ass house and buying the Ferraris and stuff like they're slim. It's not saying don't do it because that's not the ultimate goal. But like if that is the ultimate goal, you're going to be frustrated a lot of nights. If you're into this, if this is like something that you're passionate about, you'll be happy as fuck. Like it's a good job. You can even if you're just kind of squeaking by. You get to be creative all day. You get to be yourself for a living. What a fucking dope ass job that is. That is exactly that's, that's what I was talking about earlier is, is is like coming to the terms of like I said, for the for years, it was the rocket ship you know, taking up, mm -hmm. taking off and going up, up, up. And so when when I ran out of that fuel and I kind of was just like free, not even falling, but just kind of like free you know, flo floating. Mm -hmm. It was one of those moments where I was like, okay, now what? Like, I legit don't know what to do because I've been following in like the footsteps of like the, the original YouTubers and the original vloggers and they've all moved on. Like they all kind of like split yep. and were doing different things. And I was still on that path. And it's like, now what? And with all the changes with YouTube and like the things that they're doing, like, I don't even like think about YouTube as much anymore. Right. Like they just yeah, recently, they're y'all. They, they changed the, like the, well, they changed the verification stuff and then they went back on it. Cause everyone was talking, you know, saying it was a bad idea. But like just things like that, like they're like right now, I still don't have comments on my channel. I haven't had comments yeah, in like and six months. So dumb. I remember you telling me about that at Borderlands. Yeah. And, and I got them back for like a couple of weeks and then they took them back away again. And it's just like, I, I'm at the point, I don't want to give up. And I said this in a recent podcast, like I don't want to give up because I want that gold play button. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm quote unquote close to it, even though like we're, we're talking like 250,000 subs still. And, That's uh, close. 
Yeah, yeah. In, in retrospect, it is. Right? I'm, I'm three quarters of the way there. Um, so like, I don't want to give up because I, I want that accomplishment to say, you know, 15 years of YouTubing and I've got this, you know, on the, on the wall. Mm-hmm. So my great grandkids are like, dad, you were a YouTuber back in the day. Like, you know, <laughs> so, but I'm not definitely not, it's not a focus anymore. Like Twitch and, and my live streaming is definitely number one. This podcast I would almost say is number two. Um, you know, lining up guests like yourself and, and trying to expand the conversation. Um, cause I, at first this, the, the, the podcast originally was this, right? me and a friend just shooting the shit for an hour. But then like, I was getting a lot of questions about, can you talk about YouTube? Can you talk about Twitch? Can you talk about Mm -hmm. this and that? And so then for a long, like, I don't know, almost 10 episodes, 15 episodes, it was just me talking about a topic, um, which was great because I mean, people wanted to hear about that. And then I started kind of like branching off into like current moments. So so it was like, this just happened. I want to talk about it. Here's what we're talking about. Um, And I feel like I've kind of exhausted a lot of the topics that are top of mind. So now I'm getting back to the original idea. Um, but I love it. I love, I love, again, it's all about having conversations and talking Yeah. and, um, I really appreciate you being here. I'm pumped about it. I, I like you a bunch. I think that you're cool. I like your family and the idea of just sitting and talking, like we're on the same page there. That was one of the things that I was connected to about this platform, like about Twitch and me immediately was, holy fuck. I just had so many conversations today. I just learned so much and I learned so many things like not to say or do i learned so much about things that i didn't even understand until i had this global audience suddenly very kindly being like "Ooh, so we don't use that word anymore and i'm like oh fuck, okay my bad like i was raised saying like lots of us were right saying certain words and now i understand that's inappropriate okay easy peasy changing it wow this is fun look at me growing as a human thank you Right, right. So it was so cool. Like you learn so much from so many people. Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, the re- date of this recording, we are s- basically a week away from Destiny Two Shadowkeep. Are you are you planning on jumping into that on day one? Probably. Yeah. Like, I I don't see why not. You know, I don't get that jacked up over like any game releases anymore. And as much as I love Destiny, even that. I'm like so in tune with people right now. That's where my focus has been. I'm just like, can't wait to talk to you. I can't wait to hear what's going on in your life. Yeah, I was, I was gonna. That's kind of where I was going with the question. Is is you've you've really focused your live streams and your content around the mindfulness and the conversations. Like you don't you don't play video games nearly as much as you used to, or at least on Mm-mm. stream on stream as much. How would you if you had to like do a ratio um, on a week like? Would you say something like you're you're eighty percent like just chatting and twenty percent video games? It's probably like seventy thirty. Seventy thirty, okay. But like some weeks it can really be wild. Some weeks there are a lot of people who need a friend. Some weeks like we get on topics that have us engaged, and my day just disappears. And I'm like, oh, I was planning on playing video games, but it's been eight hours of us talking. So like none of it was intentional at all it just kind of turned out that way and yeah like realizing that uh a lot of the people who are hitting me up in dms for like advice and stuff being like well fuck why don't i just see if anyone else wants it and then putting it in the title and stuff like advice i don't know anything but i'll share my perspective with you i don't fucking care let's go and then that turned into like a thing oh yeah absolutely and i feel like i'm the same way like with destiny like I'm not super knowledgeable, but I've been around enough and pe- enough people have come through my chat room to like give me little tips and tricks on things. 
that like I'm ne I never you know say that I'm an expert or but I'm trying to be more knowledgeable because people do come to streamers mm -hmm. for X Y and Z. They see you playing a game or, or talking about a topic and they want your insight on, it and you kind of have to like. It, it helps if you know something, you know, you know some things, and so like that one of my goals in all recently in the last couple months has been try to be more knowledgeable on the games I'm playing. Like with Borderlands, I've really tried to like pay attention to you know watch some YouTube videos, read some articles prior to being live, so that I have a little bit of knowledge of something. You know, for so long, you know, the TWAB would come out and I would, I would, I would like maybe four days before I read it. And the, <laughs> the day of someone's like, Hey, did you read that thing? I'm like, no, what'd they say? And I'm like, I'm learning from chat, which is great. Mm. But again, they come to the streamer, like almost like expecting me to know it already. So I'm trying to be more mindful of that and like try to be more knowledgeable because you, because you are in some aspects like a leader, right? Like people come to yeah. you because you're the one who's like live and, and doing that thing. Um, so yeah, I I uh, I'm very much looking forward to to Shadowkeep, and uh, I still. But uh, speaking of like alternatives, last year I bought uh, an IRL backpack. So one of the backpacks mm. that, that uh, they uh, Justin, oh, not Justin, um, the Gun Run built. He was doing a lot of testing, worked for Twitch for a long time. One of the original employees, uh, not there anymore. But he built this really like badass backpack that lets you live stream on the go up to like eight hours, like nine Damn. hours. And, um, and I got a good deal on one guy bought, built it. He was an affiliate, realized it was too expensive to run. And as an affiliate, wasn't really making enough money to justify mm -hmm. it. So I bought it from him and really, really fell in love. Again, it's, it's like live vlogging. I'm out in the battle yeah. walking around and live and my audience ate it up. They absolutely loved it. Cause again, coming from a vlogging background, they're like, oh shit, it's like vlogging, but you're live and I could talk to you in yeah. real time. So I'm very much looking forward to the weather getting nice here in Arizona, um, to start doing that again. Cause that's been like the number one most request. When you guys start doing the IRL streams again, I'm like, as soon as the weather's not, you know, balls yeah, hot. as soon as we're not all gonna melt when I try. Exactly. Like I mean, even today, I I dropped my truck off to get some new tires, and I walked about a half a mile to go get some lunch. And even though it wasn't really hot, it was humid. I had a backpack on, and so it was just like my back's all sweaty. I'm like, yep. Not oh really. yeah, because it's monsoon season. Yeah, and we're like, there's, mm -hmm. it's raining like right now. It's like a it's a storm, but. Like I was like, yep, not ready yet for walking around IRLing yet, because you know, with the back sweaty, it's not, it's not there yet. It's not a great look, yeah. But I'm looking forward to, uh, to mixing it up and you know, a couple of days video games, a couple of days IRLs, and getting back to that kind of rhythm. Did I tell you that we're officially moving out by you? Uh, we talked about it last time we talked. You we were talking yeah, about like January-ish. We're we're so we have a deal right now. Um, Alex's former roommate. If she can find work in Seattle, her place is going to be up for us in May. Oh, sweet. If she can't, then uh, I really don't want to move in May in Phoenix. Right. I would prefer right. to be there way earlier in the year. So like the goal for me, because I'm, I'm just not sure if that's going to work out or not, is to be there by like March. Okay. So last winter here, other than like family holidays get the hell out hopefully spend a lot of time driving outside of phoenix when it's too hot because mm -hmm. oh yeah easy to do two hour rough. drive to flagstaff prescott it's crazy we don't have that here like you know if i drive 10 hours in any direction it's pretty much the same shit right like if it's the middle of winter i don't even have that option at least in the middle of summer you could be like all right let's fucking go crank the ac Bring some cold beverages. We'll be out of here soon. We'll be back in like cooler weather. In the winter, I'm like getting stuck trying to leave my fucking driveway. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. 
Yeah, I've I'm uh, over it. I've been here my entire life, so I yeah, I, I'm not a fan of snow. Like I'll go visit, go play in it, build a snowman, and then get the fuck out. Yep. I I, I, I it's always funny. Like when I vlog, it's like. Oh man, it's freezing outside, guys. It's like 45, 45, you know, it's 50. <laughs> and everyone's like, shut the fuck up, dude. I had like icicles coming off my, you know, my windshield wipers and I had to like defrost my, I de-ice my car and I spent an hour shoveling just to leave for work. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm, I'm definitely like, I'm grateful that I've been working from home for so long that I at least haven't had to do the like getting out of the house fully thing you know i'm like do i even own socks right now i don't know i don't go anywhere so it's okay but like when i do have to go somewhere and there's some urgency there or i want to get the fuck out of the house and like work or do something and i'm looking at like a driveway that's just a straight downhill slope over like almost an acre of like land and just covered in snow and ice. It's like, do I want to slide into a tree or a ditch right now? Just trying to leave the fucking house. Right. I think I'll just stay. I'll just eat food and sit in front of the fireplace and do real healthy things. <laughs> well, that sounds like you'll be getting out of that soon enough. And uh, yeah. And then you just have to deal with the heat, which uh, the one thing too, it's always funny when I talk to people is like a lot of places don't have AC. But like here in Arizona, like everyone has AC. Like you, yeah, because you'll die. Right. Like it's a like you have to have AC. So it's, yes, it, I never like had that concept of like, well, yeah, it's hot, but everyone has air conditioning. Like, and everyone's yeah. cars have air conditioning. And like the only thing that sucked is going from like the grocery store to your car because it's like 150 degrees inside the car. And especially for you ladies with the shorter shorts, and you're like you're on the seat, and you're like ah shit, Ooh. you know, burned your legs and shit. Or you hit the um the metal part of the seatbelt buckle, yeah. and when you're trying to buckle it, and you're like, what the fuck? Am I going to have a brand from this? Like, holy shit. Exactly. Everyone's fighting over the like three shady spots in the parking lot. Well, you know, what's funny is um, some like supermarkets now are starting to do um, covered parking with solar panels. I noticed like, that. Like it's the most genius thing in the world. I don't know why everyone's not doing it. It's probably right? super expensive, but it God is. damn, like shade parking for your customers to say, hey, we have shaded parking until everyone does it, right? Like come shop with us. You can get shaded parking. And oh, by the way, you're getting your all your electricity covered like hell yeah. Yeah, I think from what I understand, at least from friends who were like in the business for solar stuff is it's still so pricey that the average like person or company can't really afford to make that because it's almost like a vanity move more than anything. Yeah, um, the upfront but cost. I saw that I, I saw that folks are doing that in Arizona now because as soon as we made the decision to move, I was like, well, I'm just going to immerse myself. I'm going to like try and learn everything I can so that like I'm the person who spends an hour browsing a menu before we go to a restaurant. Right. Gotcha. Like I'm going to do the same thing before we move to a new place, even though Alex knows it well. I want to know the streets. I want to know the restaurants. I like, oh, he's excited. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's definitely a lot to learn. Um, you know, Phoenix is a big city. Um, the biggest thing is, is just that everything's connected. Like you could drive from Phoenix to Glendale yeah. to Peoria and never know like when you left one city and joined the other because it's, it's all kind of connected. Yeah. Um, but there's there's definitely a lot because that's the thing too. You'll do a search for Phoenix, but you'll find stuff for Goodyear and Buckeye and, and stuff like that. Like I can't wait for the farmer's market season to start because there's just every day of the week there's a farmer's market. And so it's mm, like any day fresh. of the week you're ready to go like, what day is it? It's Wednesday. Oh, there's a farmer's market up North Phoenix uh, at 7 p.m. Like, you know, let's go or 
So there's definitely a lot to immerse yourself with. And especially because you guys, you you know, you, you said you're going to be living in kind of more downtown area. There's just a shit ton of stuff. It's grown so much since yep. since he left and he's come back. Uh, you guys come back. Like, Even in just like almost two years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I mean, I've, I've, you know, I go down there maybe, a, you know, a handful of times every year. And like just recently I went to a, a, a meetup um, at a co-working space and like I drove down a street and I kind of did like a 180. I was like, where am I? Like, what is this? And, like, <laughs> there's this whole like outdoor like patio bar restaurant thing. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like it's misters going on. People are playing cornhole. And uh, I was like, this is I dope. love those misters. Yeah. Those misters are godsend. Holy crap. Oh man. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I really do appreciate it. It's been, I'm, uh, I'm glad to be here. It's always good talking to you. And I hope that you'll try any of the stuff that I harassed the fuck out of you to try. Because like the way I see it is you're already like such a top tier content creator. So the the only thing I can see coming from this, like you being more you, you know, it's that's the shit that people don't realize is when you're like your really best self. It bleeds out into everything like your better husband, better dad, better content creator, better thinker, better reader, better everything. When you just like put that work into yourself, it, it's crazy how much it changes. Happiness is definitely my number one goal. Like just making sure that whatever I'm doing, wherever I'm spending my time, I'm happy about it. And I don't feel mm -hmm. like I, I don't feel like I'm wasting my time because I'm doing it for like the wrong reasons. Yeah, um, I think for a long time you know, being in the nine to five and then making the jump to YouTube was like an old school mentality of like the numbers, the subscriber yep. numbers, the view numbers and like the status. I definitely had that, that, um, I don't know what the term for it is, but it's like, I had that of like, Hey, look at me. I did this thing. And cause I've always been kind of like a show off. That's how I started yeah. doing the content creation in the, in the years ago. <laughs> that would make sense. Right. But like that, like extrapolated and like, and compounded where I was like, I'm a full-time mm -hmm. YouTuber making good money. Look at, look at this. Right. And even like when we bought our last house, like we, we went overboard because oh, we could afford it. And like, it was like, yeah. it was like the, the dream house for my wife. And I was like, I wanted to give this to her. And then like after a year we were in here, I'm like, this is dumb. Like it's too big. It's wasted space. It's expensive. Like, you know, it's almost like we were wasting money because it was like yep. unneeded. It was unneeded. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, with the channel dipping down, we're like, okay, this is a good decision to make. Like we don't need this. And it's like, it was almost like it was a learning experience. It was basically like we learned that we don't need a big house. We, we, we're not, we're not really homebodies as much as we thought we would be. Yeah. Um, we like going out. We like going to happy hour. We like going to staycations. And uh, we bought this big house thinking like, oh, we'll give all that up. And, you know, no, we wanted that back. For the sake of having it all here. And then you're like, I need to get out of here. Yeah, exactly. And we, we yeah. even we even, we'd do it and we wouldn't vlog it. We'd like, we'd go and we'd just have our own time. And, you know, people started complaining like, you never leave the house. Like, well, we actually did. We just didn't vlog it. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> yep. Well, cool. Uh, give, uh, give a couple of plugs here. Where can people find your amazing content on, uh, on your mindfulness and, and all that good stuff? All my social media is mind of snaps, except for Twitch. Twitch is she snaps and probably by next year, everything's going to switch over to my actual real name, which is Ooh. weird because I'm doing more in-person speaking engagements outside of the gaming realm. So I can't be she snaps everywhere I go. Yeah. So I everything's going to get 
Yeah, it's gonna get rebranded. Um, that I haven't I haven't shared it yet because it's still is so weird the idea of people knowing like my last name. Sure. Um, but that'll probably be early next year that everything will switch over to something that is not she snaps. Well, then we'll have to have you back on to talk about that when it happens. Yeah. Hey, better yet, we'll have you in person. I have another microphone right here. <gasps> yes, because I'll be there. OMG. Yeah, that's going to be cool. I was I was literally just talking about earlier today because I have one other friend in Phoenix. And I was like, you know, I'm so glad that of all the people to be like out in this area that you're the one there. And then as I was thinking, like, I'm so bummed to be leaving my Chicago community because we've got a lot of people in Chicago. And then I'm like, I got to go get ready for this podcast. And then I was like, oh, oh, Clintus, duh, I have another friend in Phoenix. Yes. Okay, good. And then I got like a little happier, like, okay, huh, we can do this. We'll build another community. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Have a fantastic evening. And, you too. Uh, everyone else, thank you so much for listening. As always, I uh, will see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Yo, what up podcast? It's Clintus. Uh, I just want to do a quick shout out to all my social and where you can find my content. You may only know me for one thing or the other, but I want to throw it all on the table for you so you know where to find it. Uh, YouTube.com slash Clintus is my main YouTube account and what I'm most known for. I've been vlogging for over 13 years. Uh, YouTube.com slash Clintus Games is my gaming channel and where I do my gaming uh, VOD content. Twitch.tv slash Clintus is where my live streaming content goes. I only stream on Twitch. So if you want to catch me live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, I do gaming content as well as IRL streams with a backpack that I can walk around and do some cool stuff with. Uh, Twitter.com slash Clintus is my main social platform. It's what I'm, uh, I read the most, what I respond to the most. So if you're looking for updates on the vlog, on the streams, on the podcast, uh, you can you can read those. Uh, even if you don't have a Twitter account, you can go to twitter.com slash Clintus and read the tweets. Uh, Instagram.com slash Clintus. Facebook.com slash Clintus TV. I've been uploading the vlogs to Facebook, so you can actually watch them right there and leave comments since YouTube has them disabled. Uh, and of course, this podcast is located uh, at anchor.fm slash Clintus. Uh, you can leave a voice message right there on the app or on the website and be part of the podcast and be part of the show. Uh, of course, you can subscribe for free anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, iTunes, Android, Google, Spotify, that sort of thing. Uh, we have merch. If you go to, over to ClintusMerch.com, you can check out our merch. We have some new stuff coming this summer, so stay tuned for that. Uh, and last but not least, I have a website. A lot of people don't know. I actually have a website that's in the development being worked on, and uh, it's going to be kind of the, the central hub, the one-stop shop for everything. Uh, and that is Clint.us, C-L-I-N-T dot U-S, Clintus. Um, really easy to remember. Uh, you head on over there, you can uh, read up my history, uh, any updates, uh, our sponsors and partners and that sort of thing. So uh, thanks so much for listening and I will see you guys on the internet.